podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nina Kaza Show. What an absolute shit show. What a way to ruin my Saturday. Oh my God, I used to love doing my show, but now I'm sat here and it is literally worse and I dread it more than a trip to the dentist. The only thing that could screw up this podcast right now is if my guests hang up on me or the call recorder, Craig, decides to, you know, give up on us. It would be so fitting. Cannot believe, cannot believe we lost to Everton. Oh my God, I'm absolutely furious. Um, on this podcast, I have two excellent guests. Um, I've not spoken to them in a while, but you know, um, it's great to have them on. Um, I don't know how, how they will aid and assist me in feeling positive. Oh gosh. Oh, um, let's talk to our guests. Um, uh, joining me on this podcast are Sam Evans and Dave Horrocks. Welcome back, guys. Hey there, Nina. Hey, Sam. Cheers, Dave. All right, mate? Uh, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. It, it, is, it is Groundhog Day, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it? Bloody hell. You How know what? How many times have we seen this game this season? You know what? Because um, uh, we always talk about TV shows and things. You've all seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Jake Peralta when he's screeching in the guitar. When he's just screaming. That one's lost on me. Yeah, I've, I've, I don't seen, know. I've seen a few episodes, but not all of them. Oh, that's bullshit. But anyway, if, <laughs> if, if you like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you'll know exactly what I mean. I'll tweet the gif. He's just screaming and playing a guitar. And that is literally how I feel watching the Reds right now. <laughs> Guys, I mean, let's kind of get this show kicked off. Um, how are you? Duh. How are you feeling after that? You know, we have a really, really positive result against Leipzig. Team looks well. Pace is good. Score a couple of goals. Pounce on their mistakes. I'll let Sam go first because he's usually positive. (laughs) (laughs) This is my biggest challenge yet. Um, But, yeah, for me, Nina, right, with these... Derbies, it's always a case of right, you get into them early, you, you make a marker really on in the game, and then you'll find out how the game's going to go. And I've been saying this a lot recently that you can tell within the first five minutes how we're going to be playing. Oh, they beat and, you, they anticipated you this time, two, two minutes. Oh, uh, well, the, that cock up with Quebec in the first, they, they just booted downfield. I don't know whether he had a shout from Alisson, but there wasn't an Everton player in the same postcode as him, for Christ's sake, and he headed it out for a corner. And it just, it, it, it set the tone for the game. And, and he was, you know, to be fair, I don't want to criticise any specific players today. It just hasn't been working. But it really did set the tone for the game that we just looked a bag of nerves straight off the bat. And it, it's really bizarre after we had that kind of morale-boosting win against Leipzig and Kabak had a good performance after he was pretty poor in his, in, on his debut. 
And today he really, really struggled again. And, you know, he's 20 years old. He's coming in to play next to a midfielder in Henderson who's positionally all over the place. And, you know, he's not not a defender, to be fair to him either. Um, so it's, it's a really horrible position for Quebec. But he, he was an absolute bag of nerves today, wasn't he? And you know, he couldn't deal with the wind whatsoever. And it, you know, we're not going to win games. It doesn't matter how dominant we are, like we were today for long periods. But we're not being clinical, and then we're always conceding goals at the other end because we're so so ropey at the back. And you know, there's no surprise really with our first five centre packs if you include two midfielders in that all out injured. You know, it's it's inevitable. So it's, I really don't know what the solution is at this point, guys. It's so, so bad, isn't it? I mean, I've got Steve Pizza here um, in the chat and he goes, I've not, he's got really bad internet, so he can't call in. Uh, more like he's just enjoying his jolly holidays and he doesn't want to call. I see you, Steve Pizza, but he has a question for the panel or a request. Can they all shout, fuck you, refs in unison? <laughs> Go on, lads. <laughs> We're doing the old lethal weapon. So one, two, three, and on go. Yep. Who's going to count as it? Oh, well, God. then I'll count us in. So, so is it on go, is it? Or on three? On go? On three. On three. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. Fuck you, Fuck Rex. you, Rex. <laughs> oh, you know what? Just that was on go. That was on by... go. <laughs> you know what? We're not going to do that. You know what? Let's just, let's just do 90 minutes of us just chanting yeah. that. No, seriously. I mean, I guess I've got to start off on the lineup. I think we were all quite positive with the lineup, weren't we, Dave? I mean, what did you make of the lineup? It was it was the winning formula, shall we say, you know, positive result. Yeah, but I, I still... So for me, it's still playing Henderson at the back, you know, and again, we're still robbing the midfield to, to play him at the, at the back. And, and the fact that, you know, we looked more assured, I thought, with Phillips. I thought Phillips looked more assured than Quebec did. I don't know why he isn't giving him a go, especially against someone like Everton, who's, you know, traditionally they do like to lump it forward. So, you know, I I think I I want to see centre-backs. I want to see players playing in their specialist positions. I, I'm kind of sick of this, you know, just borrowing from the midfield to play at the back because, all right, we had that one-off good game. But to be honest, for the last two months, that's the blip. Having one good game in two months is the blip, you know. That's that wasn't turning the corner or anything. So I was kind of okay with the lineup, but again, I was just I, I was a bit disappointed that we couldn't play, say, Phillips and then move Henderson into the midfield. Just really, really depressing. Like you guys say, it's just like watching the same game over and over again. You know, that is four straight home defeats, guys. I mean, I'm just sat there gobsmacked at like, oh my God, literally anyone can come over and turn us over. I mean, what were you, I mean, you kind of spoken about the obvious things. Of course, there's loads of injuries. We're having midfielders playing defence. You know, you've got a new defender who's come in and you've, you've got a big ask of him, you know, he had a little bit of a situation against Leicester, looked really decent against Leipzig. And again today, you know, caught a bit ball watching today. You're going to get that. He's young. He's also not had the bedding in period. You know, we've had so many different combinations of centre-back pairings. 
Um, where did it all go wrong? I mean, Sam's kind of highlighted there the, the, the tempo and the tone of this Liverpool team and the outcomes are usually set by what happens in the first five minutes. And I know you two have both alluded to that in the past on previous shows. And two minutes in, they score. Last season, the season before, you think it's fine. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's not the case anymore. It really, really impacts. It's like a ripple effect. Yeah, well, given that we rarely score these days, you're sort of wondering where the goal's going to come from. Um, it, it reminded me a bit of the Southampton game. You sort of think if you're going to concede, then the best place to do it is in that first five minutes because you've got the rest of the game to get back. And uh, But for us, it, it just... <sighs> It just seems to take the wind out of the sails. And, you know, we were saying earlier in the season about the mentality monsters, and, and that seems so long ago now, but it seems like we've done a complete 180 on that. We're so fragile at the minute. Um, we just get that one setback. And, and I don't think, I know Pickford, bastard, sort of made quite a few good saves, but. They were all very savable, if that makes sense. You know, they, there was none that that felt, oh, that was a world-class save or anything. Um, I just don't know if that team believed that they could go and, and take that result and, you know, have that arrogance that we used to see from them that, oh, you scored against us. Right, right, you bastards. Now we're going to click up a gear. At the minute, it just doesn't look like we've got that extra gear to go into. Yeah, and that's where I'm looking at as well, um, Sam. It feels like there's absolutely no inspiration. There's no player that, you know, you can kind of turn to. I remember way back when when people used to call us a one-man team, you know, like when we saw Steven Gerrard, who was like, you know, just better than everyone. And, you know, people used to say, oh, you're just a one-man team, or, or it was Luis Suarez. I would, you know what, it's mad how you kind of thought, oh, gosh, you know, now we've got loads of inspiration, we've got loads of leaders, but... Right now, no one's stepping up. Yeah, it, it's it's shocking, isn't it? And that that getting that first defeat at Anfield and losing the record has has clearly kind of broken the dam, hasn't it? And all the water's flowing through now, and our confidence is absolutely in the toilet at Anfield. Um, here's a, a good stat from uh, Andrew Beasley on Twitter. He's saying, aside from Salah's penalty against Man City. Liverpool have now failed to convert their last seven clear-cut chances at Anfield. Oh, God. And it's, um, you know, that chance for Salah today, it's like, you, you've got to put that away. But we're just, we're, we're clearly lacking confidence. And just, it, it's a combination of loads of things. We're, we're getting, I don't want to put on luck, right? Because we weren't good enough today in general. Um, on balance of play, it's probably a draw. But... You know, regardless, we were poor in defence, so we're probably not very often going to get those draws because we're basically giving away a one-goal lead every single game. So, we're, we're, you know, it's unlikely with those type of performances that we're going to get out of there with a win. So we need to be even better in attack, a bit like 17-18 Liverpool, um, just all-out attack type of play to be able to get out of games with, with three points. And we're so fragile at the back, we can't even get bloody draws anymore. So yeah, it, it's the, the team is clearly in a really bad place at the moment. They they don't want to play Anfield anymore. It seems you know missing the the crowd is an absolutely enormous.
problem for us. And there's, there were signs as soon as we stopped having fans in the ground that we weren't playing as well at Anfield. We were you know, scraping through with the results. But as soon as we've had that first defeat, bloody hell, and, and we go a goal down, we just don't look like we're going to claw it back now. Whereas before, we were going to goal down and it was just a matter of time before we clawed it back. And you know, it's not helping the fact that we've had to play the front three every single game for 90 minutes because there's no <laughs> replacements on the bench that can come on instead of them. You know, I, I'm absolutely desperate for Jota to come back just to have some sort of rotation up front. You know, Bobby showed some incredible touches today, but when he's in front of goal, it, it's embarrassing at times how poor his shooting is. <laughs> um, it's, I don't know what's happened. Like, so when, when you have strikers in front of goal struggling that badly, that's when you rotate and, and get someone else in. And, uh, and usually then they'll, they'll chip in with goals and you can you know, get them in and out of the team. But we haven't even got that. You know? So the front three, we don't have any rotation. The midfield, the, the two best ones, arguably, to some people's opinion, have had to play in bloody defence. And now we're both injured as well, so they can't even play in defence. And now we've had to put a 20-year-old in who's just come from a foreign country to have to play Paul Bugger in, in the most disorganised Liverpool team of all time, arguably. Um, along with Nat Phillips, who, to be fair, has probably been our best defender every time he's played over the last couple of months. So mm. it's an absolute clusterfuck, unfortunately, guys. I think we're just it's going to be more of this. We're going to have to put it down to the most unprecedented injury crisis the Premier League has ever seen, combined with COVID, combined with winning the league last season, so we were bound to dip, combined with no fans at the ground. And, yeah, it's it's going to be an absolute shit show for a while. I, I don't know what you think, guys. Are we Are we going to get this turned around quick enough in time to get this, you know, top four secured? I haven't seen any signs to suggest that, to be honest. I, I mean, like I say, the the Leipzig game that that was a bit of a blip. Um, statistically, we you know we've got too many good players to always be bad. But I mean, our form in the league at the moment—that's relegation form. I know mm-hmm. we're, um, you know, we're not going to get relegated. But the last couple of months, you know, that is the form that we're in. So I just don't see that come in and also I know we're playing badly but we get absolutely nothing from the officials and I felt a few times today that we just weren't cute enough I I don't know what it is but we are just shit at diving (laughs) Mo Salah will never get a free kick unless he's absolutely hacked down Mane ended up getting a booking because he was Almost wrestled to the ground. He tries to stick. To, he tries to hold his ground. He's strong, and then he puts an arm around Holgate, who goes to the floor, and then they get a free kick. It just seems that we're getting it wrong somehow, and we're always on the rough side of the officials' decisions. And I know we played crap, but I mean, this statistically, you'd expect to get a few of these decisions go our way, and and I just. I've said it before, I don't like calling conspiracies because, you know, usually it's just every football fan feels like that for their own club. But this has just happened far too often to us now. 
it has happened far too much. And you know what? We'll, we'll get to the referees in, in a while um, because, again, it's like a copy and paste job where you are really, really annoyed at the officials. But, guys, you know, like, I feel like, obviously, we need to go there. And I think, you know, Simon Hefty Horse there um, uh, kind of has been in the chat. Loads of tweets are coming in, what people are finding. And Simon just come out and, and he's just basically said, um, uh, the thing that upsets me today, there was no anger. And I think that's fair, isn't it? I think, you know what? You, mm-hmm. I, if you, you can go out gutsy, give a performance and lose. We lost to Atletico Madrid in the Champions League last season, but we played really, really well. And it was two individual mistakes by Adrian that kind of cost us that game. But it was a really, really good performance. And you can hold your head up high. There's, we're toothless. We, we literally just roll over. And to, you know, to quote Sam, they destroyed the Death Star. You know, Pickford did. You would be so pissed off with them. This is a team responsible for your, t- for your season derailing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Simon. There was no aggression there today at all. And I know the the crowd helps with that, right? Undoubtedly in the derby. But, you know, these are professional footballers in a derby. And one of the few players that showed it today was Trent, maybe for about 10 minutes, 20 minutes in the second half. When we came out after halftime, we had a little period where it looked like mm. we might get the equaliser. But then we're just fading away. And this is happening so often. Teams are finding it so easy to just sit back against us at the moment. And they just know we're going to make a mistake at the back as well. They just put it in over the top. And we've got such a disorganised unit at the back now because we haven't had a settled centre-back partnership all season. It, you know, They know they're going to end up getting chances. So they don't need to particularly attack. And they can just pick us off because we're just going to lose our shit. But today, now, as Simon said, what we needed more than anything was to put one on Everton after what happened at Goodison, you know, where we totally dominated and thoroughly deserved to win. And we got a draw because of some terrible refereeing yet again. And also due to, you know, horrendous injuries yet again. So today, now, that was so, so disappointing. The first half... I think we had an XG of something like 0.38 or something like that, I saw. You know, that's just not good enough. And this is happening all too often in Anfield. We are very, very toothless at home at the moment. And it's way too easy to defend against. And we're just chucking in way too many crosses aimlessly into the box. We need to start playing some proper football. And I, I don't know, I just think the players are just shattered. There's just so, so few numbers in the squad at this moment in time. We just haven't got a rotation. But I just, oh, I've just frustrated things like 20 minutes left. I was desperate for Kate to come on. If he's fit enough for the bench, surely he's the man to come on to try and, you know, speed things up a bit. And he doesn't come on again. You know, we touched on it the other day. Uh, Minamino being let go when we, we are terrible attacking at the moment. Just, just to have some rotation options in there. So, yeah, it's it's all a bit grim at the moment, guys. So, I think we need to try and find some positives. Should we just focus on the Champions League only or what? I think top four looks looks a tall order now, doesn't it? Um, I don't think they'll... I think they should just take each game as it comes, but I think the Champions League looks like the most realistic one. 
I think the I think the Premier League teams, you know, evidence suggests have figured us out, you know, and Do you think it's maybe at... time then we kind of change it up? Um I just think look, um Dave, you spoke about Nat Phillips there. And, you know, every, every time he's pretty much played, he looked decent, bar maybe the Newcastle game. Okay. But he's looked decent and he's a centre-back. Mm-hmm. Play your centre-backs. Our, our two midfielders are injured now. So, you know, Fabinho comes back. I don't know what's happening. We need to start shoring up. We need to start securing up that midfield. Do you think it's a case of, like, maybe Klopp changes it to, I don't know, maybe a four-two-three-one? I don't know. You know, does he... Does he double pivot it with Thiago and Fabinho? I don't know what, what I mean. He needs to, the four three three is not working anymore. Not right down. now with these players. Yeah, I, I think he could change the the formation, but I think it's about playing your best available players in their best positions. And now it, it looks like I've just seen come up in the chat there. Jurgen Klopp said it doesn't look like a small one when he was talking about Henderson's in- injury, so that might be him fucked for the season now. So, you know, Fabinho's out as well. So he's fucked those midfielders by overplaying them at centre-back. Fucking play, Nat Phillips. <laughs> you know, we talk about the Newcastle game, and we did give him a bit of stick there, but we didn't concede. You know, it's not because he's a terrible defender. It's because he's not graceful on the ball when he gets it. But, you know, when crosses go into the box... I saw it looked to me like Calvert-Lewin stood on his leg um, when he sort of kicked it out sort of towards the end and he he just gets on with it. (laughs) He sort of reminds me of Eric Meyer in that way. But um, yeah, I I think you just need to play those. You know, if it means playing the likes of Phillips and Williams at centre-backs and then getting Cater in midfield and, you know, just go with your best players. And and I think... (sighs) I think we've now robbed ourselves of uh, the likes of Henderson and Fabinho um, because of, of this playing him out of position, you know, and it's not, it hasn't worked. And, you know, it's the definition of idiocy, isn't it? To keep doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. So, yeah, maybe he changes the formation. I, I still think it's just, it's more than the formation. It's just, you know, Players have got their heads down now. There, there is a lack of confidence. Um, but like I say, Quebec, he'll get better, you know, and, and he looks a player to me, but he's still a bit, you know, he's a young centre-back. They, they, they're going to make mistakes. But, you know, it's got to be him and Phillips at the back now and then go with whatever options we've got. And it, it seems ridiculous with all the injuries that we have got. You know, Minimino scored a great goal today. And, you know, I'm glad for him, but, you know, I'm a bit gutted because it's like, well, surely he would have been a better option today, you know, than bringing on Origi right at the end there as as it normally goes. So, yeah, I, I'm not honestly sure. Other than playing the, the players in their right positions, I, I, I'm not sure what he changes right now. Really, really bad, isn't it? I mean, you know, we have just become a little bit of a of a parody. You know, you've got the Europa League account tweeting, "Hey, LFC." I'm like, "Fuck that!" I'd rather finish tenth. You know, yeah. um, fourth or tenth. You know what? Regroup again for next season. You know, just go back firing again. It's just absolutely awful. I mean, Sam, I'll, I'll come to you. And you know, you you spoke about Trent Alexander Arnold there having, you know, um. A, 
flashes of a you know positivity but for me I think one of the things that really really frustrated me and this was probably the key difference from maybe the Leipzig game was the tempo of the game yeah definitely and you know, I suppose the difference with the Leipzig game is Leipzig were trying to attack us you know that was mm. their that was their so-called home game and they they left massive gaps for us at the back and it, and it gave us chances for Mane and Salah to, to try and counter-attack on them. You know, we totally butchered pretty much every counter-attack against Leipzig. Uh, and it took two errors by them giving the ball away, really, to actually give us the chances to score. But, you know, today now, it's a totally different type of game. And this is more like the type of game that we're going to be facing on a week-to-week basis in the Premier League. And we need to find a solution because it's not working. It's clearly not working. Um, you know, we, we were, there's only so many times I can say we were unlucky. And, we, you know, we were unlucky today. Pickford made some good saves. But as, as Dave said earlier, they're ones you do expect. They're, they're ones you'd say good save. But if you'd have let that in, you'd be saying shit goalkeeping, you know. So, um, you know, we were, we were restricted to long range shots today. The only real big save he made today, I'd say, is that one from Salah, and I'm just surprised that he just hit it straight at him from there. And that's purely down to the confidence at Anfield at the moment, I'd say. And we're, we're really feeling the pressure and we're struggling with it. So, um, yeah, there's, there's, we've got big, big problems, guys. I, I'm just praying that I think our hopes completely rely on luck with injuries now. Um, obviously, I've just heard that um, the Henderson injury sounds might be serious and that could probably put him out for the rest of the season. Um, if that's true, um, that's the next centre-back. The centre-back curse this season is incredible, isn't it? I think I think maybe Bruce Grobler, after pissing on the posts and got us to win the league, I think he needs to piss on the centre-back's legs or something. I guess the only solution to try and get us out of this curse because... Uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely grim. But I suppose, let's be positive. The fact that Henderson's injured will force us now, for the first time in a hell of a long time, to play two centre-backs at centre-back in the game, which might actually give us a little bit of shape, which might give us a bit of a platform for the midfield to try and function. Uh, I don't know about you guys, I bloody hate it when we've got Thiago dropping really deep all the time. I think just, just keep Wijnaldum in the deeper role. And and let Thiago push forward. If we can get Keita back fit, I know that's a massive ask and quite unlikely, but it's happened with Gundogan, so you never know. Um, and then if we can get Jota fit, praying for Jota to be fit soon, we'll have that rotation option in the front that will bail us out like he was doing previously. So I think our hopes completely rely on those guys coming back in for fitness now. It's just really, really bad. Um, I, you know, we're, we're sat there twiddling our thumbs. I mean, this season, I think I've seen more injuries and I've had hot dinners. You know, um, is this the 17th new centre-back pairing this season? I'll take your word for it. I have no idea. It, it's at least 18th. that, I think. 18th, yeah. There we are. Bloody hell. That's just unprecedented, isn't it? It's unreal that that in itself just makes me so numb, and it is such a freak season. And you know, you're you're right. I mean, guys, but what do you make of um 
there's a lot of talk on social media and you know and I think this is very very true but Klopp's brand of football and what we kind of play um really kind of thrives off the crowd involvement and Sam you touched on that as well you know the crowd have been so angry and so jaded up against this Everton team but um you know the the fact that you know that that in itself did a lot of the work for the team and you know Klopp as well it kind of got him going and I feel like Anfield's lost its shine or or it's lost its um, mystique yeah well that that comes the air of invincibility is gone because we've lost the best centre back in the world at the back who's even when they were getting in over the top against us when we had him there Van Dijk was quick enough to get back and stop them anyway. So we weren't conceding goals. Um, well, silly goals anyway. Um, and we we hadn't lost in, what, three and a half years at the ground. And psychology, it's not something you can, you can see on a piece of paper as a statistic, but it's 100% something real in sport. And the fact that we were unbeaten at home is something that would stick in players' minds. And it was it was leading to them lacking the confidence at the vital moment and he was giving us the confidence at the vital moment to score at the other end. And now that we've lost that game finally, it, it's totally flipped on its head, unfortunately. And we we just don't look like we want to play in Anfield at all now. It, it's, it's horrific. I don't know how many people we're allowed to have in the ground, but I think it's time we just get the tea ladies in, just fill the place with as many Liverpool staff as we're allowed to, just to get a bit of atmosphere in the ground to try and cheer the boys on, because we're we're badly, badly struggling at this point. We are badly, badly struggling. Um, uh, yeah, Anfield is is not fun anymore. Um, oh, gosh, yeah, the fans are certainly, certainly being missed. I mean, guys, uh, you know, um, Dave, I'll come to you, Everton. Last Sunday, lost to Fulham. And um, were pretty convincingly beat against league leaders Man City. They trust us to flipping make them look decent. Is it a case of them looking good or is it a case of us making things, people look good? I, I think it's us making other people look good, to be honest. Right now, I, I can't look at any team in that league and think they couldn't come to Anfield and win right now. I just think we just look so dopey and sloppy. We have lots of the ball, and then we kind of, in a very laboured way, we move it from right to left, left to right, try and work an opening. Uh, and then when we don't, you know, so, someone just needs to get a little little tackle in and then they're away they break away with purpose and that purpose is what what we're missing and so i i wasn't that confident <laughs> you know i had the old devil and the angel on the different shoulders and and i was thinking you know what we cannot lose four games in the row it's just I'd, i don't even know if that's happened in my lifetime um it just can't happen so we'll be sweet we'll be okay but then on the other hand i was thinking well they could, they're just going to come and do a West Brom. I mean, it, again, it's not because I think Everton are particularly good. I don't think they'll get top four for the amount of money that they've spent. They're still just not, you know, they're not a good team for me. But 
with with all of the injuries that we've had and we're having to put this kind of um makeshift side out there and playing players out of positions you always felt that well yeah any team that comes at the minute could get at us i didn't expect us to to go down quite so early but if you think that that was the worst thing that could happen because if we just scored in the first two minutes everton would have had to they'd have had to have come out and played but with them going ahead that was brilliant for them because they could just sit back. They were planning to sit back anyway. Um, they'd have done it to about 70 minutes and then maybe at some point tried to attack us. But that played perfectly into their hands so they could just sit back and then we'd, in that laboured way, we'd try and build up the game, um, build up the play, and it just wouldn't work um, and and we wouldn't change it either. So, so yeah, still think Everton is shit. They're just, at the minute, they're better than us, and I fancy them to finish above us this year. Oh, God. The death star that's, has that's completely That's how won. bad it is. <laughs> Behave, Dave. No, I, 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 I'm not being dramatic, not being a drama queen here. What? Well, to be fair to you, Dave, we haven't seen anything to convince us otherwise in the yeah. last, what, last four consecutive home defeats in the league, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and, and so we haven't seen anything to the contrary to see that we've learned from our mistakes whatsoever or made any sort of changes to try something different when it's not working. So I don't really know. We're just completely relying on some magic from, you know, Mane or Salah. And they both had some, you know, even Firmino had some amazing touches at times today. He had that lovely little, when we were already 2-0 down, lovely little break through the middle and, and it deflected wide for corner. Um, Mane did some amazing things sometimes with the ball, but he's trying to do too much, you know. And Salah as well, lovely little bit of play with Shakiri to try and get through for a goal. But mm-hmm. we're completely relying on them pulling something out of their ass. <laughs> you know, we're, we're trying to pull magic here, and it's it's not due to the the system working or anything. We're just we're, we've got them standing up against five, ten defenders, uh, and they've got to just pull out a miracle and it's just not happening so um, something needs to change to be able to support those players to give them some proper chances and then you know the tide will start turning but at the moment we're just not playing well enough to support them and we're always going to concede the other end You know what I find really really bizarre about this season I'm on a bit of a spiritual journey and I feel like this season is a true test of everything it's a test of patience it's a test of faith you know, you, you're, you're sat there hoping and, you know, you're seeing your team just, you know, being absolutely ruined by injuries and, you know, nothing going your way and, you know, a complete stark opposite to what I saw last season and what we all saw last season where we were completely spoiled and maybe, you know, borderline arrogant. And, you know, this, is a been, this has been a very, very humbling experience and, for me, like this has been like a really, really tough, like little period of um, of supporting Liverpool. And you know, if I could kind of compare it to anything, and I spoke to Mando and Justin about this, I go, it's almost as painful as um, Rafa Benitez. I'm not going to talk about Roy Hodgson because he's a terrible coach. I'm not. I, you know, that's just I, I erase that from my head. But it's almost as painful and like heartbreaking as um, Rafa Benitez's last season at Anfield. 
Let, let's not talk about last seasons, right? Because that's gonna uh, <laughs> that's definitely blowing it out of proportion. I think you know Klopp will be back. This team will be back, but. I think we are finding out that this team and squad has has definitely been overachieving over the last couple of seasons due to an incredible coach that we have and one or two absolutely world-beating, game-changing signings like Van Dijk and Alisson um, being thrown into the mix. You know, we we've definitely overachieved. On paper, you know, Man City have obviously had the better squad this whole time, and the amount of money we've spent compared to these teams is is ridiculous. I think we're we're about twelfth in the league or something, or tenth in the league for amounts spent over the last ten years on net spend. Um, so it, there's a problem there, and it was bound to catch up with us eventually. And it's just a load of things have gone tits up this season all at once. Um, can we talk about this bloody penalty incident so I can get it out of my head? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I want. I wanted to hold it. I wanted to hold it. You know uh, what? Just. You, you know what? I'm. Uh, I'm gonna let you guys talk about it, and then I will just chip in at the end. So Sam, because you were eager, McBeaver, to talk about it, I'll come to you first. Eager McBeaver is that what I was just called? <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I've had it's loads of penalty, wasn't it? I mean, it's, absolutely nailed on penalty. Uh, that I just, I, I looked at it and I burst out laughing when I saw the replay because I was like, "What the fuck have I just seen?" Yep. And he, he went in to try and block the first shot, slid past him. The ball then gets saved and parried to the side. Calvert Lewin knees <laughs> Trent in the back of the head, which must have been painful as hell. And then they give a penalty against him. And you think, OK, fair enough. He's, he's misjudged it, the ref. So, fair enough. The VAR said, mate, you've had a shocker there. Go and look at the screen. You've had a shocker. We're giving you a chance here to, to correct your decision, Mr. Referee from Manchester. Um, you know, your chance is there now to check and go, sorry, guys, look different in first watch. I'll correct myself. And instead of going to the side and watching the replay, it appears he must have gone to the side to check his Bebo notifications or something. I don't know what the fuck he did, but he couldn't have watched the replay because he was there for about two seconds. Seconds, yeah. Yeah, let's still give the penalty. I, I do not understand. And it's just a culmination of things. And, you know, we don't... It's I hate moaning about referees all the time. I feel like I, I must be losing my mind because I'm looking at all these decisions and all other fans are like, ah, oh, stop whinging, it's bullshit. You know, we live Varpool and all this, saying that we get all the best decisions. It's an absolute joke. Some of the penalties have been given against us and some of the fouls against Salah and Mane, Salah especially today, bloody hell. There's some, you know, ridiculous. And they were just going, yeah, that's fine. No problem. Play on. And um, yeah, uh, one of the guys in the chat has put this, Stat in Dale Johnson loves to talk about VAR on uh, Twitter. It's always quite interesting, but depressing as well for Liverpool when uh, he's, he's tweeted saying Liverpool have now had more negative VAR decisions eleven um, this season than any team in the whole of last season, and it, and it's February, you know. So it's it's just the amount of times that we look at it and we're like, come on. Are they are they watching the same thing we're watching? It's absolutely baffling. So I think that's I think I've cracked it, and they are just going to the side, checking their social media for um, social media that doesn't really exist anymore, like Bebo. 
and uh, and then going back and giving the decision anyway. That's the only possible explanation. <laughs> I love these little theories. Uh, Dave, I'm going to come to you. I mean, what did you make of that? It's an absolute joke. I thought, oh, he's run to the monitor. This looks positive because usually we're on the receiving end of those. Oh, no, this is what I mean. Spirituality, test of patience, test of faith. And you're just sat there thinking, okay, he's literally just ran and ran back. The horrible little cretin. Why do we hate this referee, by the way? Because they've all done us over so badly. Was he on VAR against Everton? Does anyone know? Why do we hate this one? There's a reason why we hate all of them. (laughs) There's too many to to say, Nina. It's just how many decisions can we look back on this season and be pissed off with? It's, It's incredible. And I know a lot of teams say the same, but surely this is just unbelievable stuff. I'm suffering from siege mentality here. It's not just the referees, though. I find it in the commentary as well. That, you know, if one of our players goes down, it's like, oh, yeah, he's gone down too easy there. If the opposite, you know, if we bring someone down, if we tickle someone and they go down, it's like, oh, he's bought that. You know, he's he's done well there. He's used used his experience. The whole narrative around us at the minute just seems completely one way. And even... Carragher at the minute. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's trying too hard to be biased that he's going the other way. But, you know, it's not just the referees on the pitch. But I must admit, when that penalty, all right, when it was given, I thought, oh, yeah, he's probably just, you know, reached his arm out to impede him. You know, that's that's probably what I'd do if I was struggling in that position. I saw the, the replay. And I thought, ah, it's going to go to VAR. They're going to overturn this. No problem. And when he he ran, and then he didn't even have a a look at any fucking angle. Certainly didn't have a look at multiple angles. The, it looked like it was the the kind of far away, you know, where you could hardly fucking see anything camera. And spent two seconds there and went back and pointed to the spot. Honestly, I was just like, you know what? Fuck football. I'm fucking done. This has just happened so many times. I, going back to that bloody offside against Everton last time, where literally they're drawing the red line that doesn't touch any part of Mane's body. I'm fucking done with all of these decisions that are just utter horseshit. Utter horseshit. And no one can actually explain it. And it goes to the commentary. And rather than call it out for what it is, it's like, oh, yeah, like, well, the referee's given that, you know, maybe a bit harsh. Fuck it a bit harsh. It's never a fucking penalty at all. And so, yeah, there's just so many things with the offside rules being changed, the handball rules being changed. It's not the game that I recognise. It's not the game that I love. And it's not just because we're getting beat. It's just fucking shit. (laughs) All these decisions. And the stats back it up as well. So, yeah. I think you're spot on. Carragher was pissing me off as well, mate. I totally agree with you. Like, I think he's he's usually been pretty good, but recently he's he's jumping on the Sal as a diver bandwagon. Yeah, and some that that one at the edge of the box, he knocked it past Dinya, and and just got clattered, and nothing was given. And I was, and then mm-hmm. Carragher Car- goes, yeah, another dive from Sal, that type of thing. And I was like, what? Are we watching the same thing here? I I honestly do think I'm losing my mind. It, it's it's like he's been shown a different clip to me. 
That's that's what it feels yeah. like, and and so are the referees. <laughs> like they're watching the live football, and someone is streaming something else to my telly because what I'm seeing is not tallying with the decisions that we're getting. But I I just hate the the whole narrative with Salah. Right, I know sometimes he does go down easily. I, I get that, but every other player in the Premier League does exactly the I'm same sorry, thing. What and gets the decision. Do today? He flipping need Trent Alexander Arnold in the head and went down over was yeah. meant to <laughs> magically make himself disappear. No. I don't get that decision. I'm sorry, I am not a, I'm not a, I'm not a windbag. But what the hell are the rules? I do not know what they are giving penalties for anymore. How is that a penalty? His back was turned to him. The guy need him in the back of the head. Like, if he was facing him and he kind of stuck a leg out or made himself bigger to try and block him or something, you could understand the penalty decision. His back was turned, oblivious that he was even running at him. And he's kicked him in the back of the head like a clumsy twat. He should have just climbed over him and put the ball in the back of the net. But it's his fault he ran into Trent. Trent didn't make any movement towards Calvert-Lewin to make that happen. So, yeah, it, it is frustrating. Um, we're not getting the rub of the green, and this does tend to happen when we're playing shit. So it, it's something we're going to have to take on the chin, I'm afraid. And I think one, one thing I will say about our players up front is they do need to dive better. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those ones where they go, ah, oh, well, if they've arched their back a little bit, then they, they just don't give it. And it's like, even though it's a foul, regardless of how you've gone down, they just don't give it because it's this foreign muck, you know, whereas they love a good um, hurricane dive type of thing. So, you know, we do need to get more savvy. We are poor in these areas and, and referees aren't, aren't having it at all. So something needs to change there as well. We just need to be more savvy overall. But um, I think we're, we're probably going to struggle to turn the tide until we start getting a bit more luck with injuries. And at the moment, we're, we're averaging a bloody injury a game. So um, the, the one positive, guys, right? I know you, you bring me on here to try and be positive. The one positive is the chances of me getting a game for Liverpool are increasing by the day. <laughs> they're still very slim. <laughs> they're, they're incredibly slim. But one thing I will say to Klopp is I'm an incredibly injury-prone centre-back, so he might be keen to sign me up. Yeah, that's it. You're, you're right. You're right on his wish list right there. I've just seen the most hilarious tweet. Well, seeing as we're putting positive spins, Dave, I'm going to come to you. You know what, Sam? It might come to that. And, uh, you know, I might have to be your centre-back pairing, you know? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> up for it. I'm up for it. You, you, you'd be like Cannavaro at the back, I think, uh, Nina. Yeah, a little dwarfy in the back relying on you <laughs> for all your height. You know, you've, you've got... <laughs> But okay, so here's my funny tweet. Not a single one of them was in the ground to see it at a load of ears. I've got to laugh. I have to laugh. <laughs> that is the best part about it, actually. That's a good point. I didn't think of it like that. Oh, they'll they'll have the DVD out, won't they? Uh, pretty soon. That's, that's they'll they'll dine off that for a few years now. They will. Yeah, we we we're breaking records this season, aren't we? For the wrong reasons, like everything that hasn't happened in a billion years has now gone this season. Yeah. Man City hadn't beaten us since the dinosaurs. And then they've yeah. come and done it. You know? <laughs> um, and now Everton have done the same, you know? 
it, it's it's unbelievable shit what's happened. You could never have get. We were top of the league in December. We was it was it what date was it? It was December when we won seven nil, wasn't it? Or something was it? Yes, around that kind of time. We won seven nil, and we were like, guys, we've got the worst injury record ever, and we found a way to work around it. You know, somehow. We we didn't need centre backs after all, and we were wrong, whinging and saying it's bound to catch up with us. And then <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happened. Uh, the the dam has really broken, hasn't it? Club had a really really impressive record as well, didn't he? About you know the least um you know games lost and things. And I feel like this season is just probably going to be over for him. But you can't hold that into like it's like you said, it's just mad records being broken. Conceding we, stupid amount of goals, not scoring enough goals, losing four on the trot at home, you know? We, we've, we've said this for a long time about Liverpool. Well, I, I have anyway. I'm not going to put it on you. Um, that we, we've always played high-risk, high-reward football. Mm. And it's something you can only do with top-class players. And that is, you've got the likes of Van Dijk and Gomez, who are in, you know elite athletes with incredible pace at the back and incredible distribution means that they can play an incredibly high line and keep the opposition team under a hell of a lot of pressure. Also, we're playing three in midfield quite often against four players. And it's it's always a very fine margin. We have seen on occasion where it's gone absolutely tits up when the opposition susses it out and the midfield three balance isn't quite right. And, it, and we've had some terrible results out of it. But when it's all working... It, it's led to us being the most dominant force the Premier League has seen in a hell of a long time. The last couple of seasons, we've been nothing but incredible. So, you know, it, when it goes wrong in this system, it goes in really badly wrong because there's no way to claw it back. So, for me, we we surely, you'd think we'd be looking at changing the system until we can get some of these players back because it's it's almost impossible to make this system function when we haven't got the personnel to do it so for me that's something we we need to look at i'd be i'd be keen maybe now just while our confidence is so low to try and get maybe salah or mane up the middle or even a bit of a two up front type of thing with those two and just to try and kind of battle away out of it because at the moment you know it's, it's really not working is it it's not no dave did we get your positive spin on things yet Oh, crikey, probably not. <laughs> um, I'll agree with that, though. I think trying Mo and um, Mane up front as a two, I think I'd be up for, for seeing that work. I'm a bit tired of making excuses for Bobby now. You know, he's mm. he's showed the odd game, but, you know, he's pl- he's played more bad games. And, and we know he always presses. We know he always works hard. But honestly, I, I nearly wept when uh, he had a left-footed shot and, and it, it nearly cleared the stand. You know, it, he's just he's just not been anywhere near good enough this season. Um, so you're going to have to give me a bit more time for the positive spin. <laughs> you know, at, at some point, this season has got to end, hasn't it? And, you know, we'll be able to regroup and really look at the squad. It, it's very difficult, especially when games are coming thick and fast, to change how you play. You can't, you know, you need to spend that time on the training ground and, and work at things. And so, you know, to really 
change things in a big way, I, I think that that needs the preseason. I think. <laughs> Can you tell I'm really fed up now? That that wasn't the positivity you were hoping for then, you know, is it? <laughs> you were like, you just did a sigh after it. You were like, well, is that it, all you've got, Dave? Here's, here's one. Let, let me have a better punt at it. So, okay. we've got Sheffield United next. Oh. Fuck me if we can't beat them. <laughs> uh, is that, we've... oh, mate, I don't know. I don't know. They... <laughs> It, it, we just, I think as soon as we win a game at Anfield, I think we can kind of put it to bed then. But it is a weird thing when teams go on these long runs. I touched on it the other day. I remember Chelsea had a ridiculously long run. I might be talking absolute bollocks here because I can't be asked to look it up. But I think they might, they might have lost twice. They might have lost twice in quick succession after that as well. It, it does seem to be a bit of a trend where people do go on long runs and they, and it does you know, fall apart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't usually go on for four games in a row. <laughs> so, yeah. um, when's it, do you know our next home game? Um, you know, that... Uh, we we, we Chelsea, need to play someone that's going to attack... Is it Chelsea? Chelsea, 4th okay. of March. And then Fulham okay. on the 7th of March. We need to play a team that plays attractive football. Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea, we got a chance, uh, but I don't know. It, it's it's a big ask, isn't it? I think we are um, we are putting our bas- um, eggs in the uh, Champions League basket on a major major scale, here, aren't we? At the moment, it, it feels that way. It feels like the players are going into the league games, going, ah, fuck it, I can't be asked. This, you know, top four is not worth it. You know, you we've know what, two, you know two seasons think? going for the league. Yeah, but you know what, I do find worrying though, even about the Champions League. If you actually Remember the second half, um, we started taking the foot off the gas a little. And had yeah. they had more clinical finishes, that would have been a very, very different result. Mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, the worrying, the, thing, thing. the worrying thing for me is, yes, we're 2-0 up against Leipzig, but our home form's in the toilet and they're coming back to Anfield. Yeah. So it's it not confirmed like... yet, though, is it? It's not confirmed. Well, Apparently, yeah, Liverpool were it... full of praise of the, the stadium that they played at. Yeah. I think they want to play it there. Well, hey, to be fair, it might be better for us just to get away mm. from there. You know, I know, I think it's about it's two and a half, two and a half weeks before we play that game, I believe. Mm. I think they said it was a three week gap, wasn't it's it? So, Thank you, Dad. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think hopefully we could have got our way out of the shit form in the league by that point, and 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 you know get ourselves going. But it's it's getting pretty urgent now. For for me, it's not good enough just relying on the Champions League. We we have to get top four, and then this season is just you know it's a shocking season even when if we come fourth. But it's something we can kind of put to one side as as being unlucky and getting the the worst luck ever with injuries and stuff, and just writing it off. But if we come seventh, and is seventh Europa League or um, sixth or seventh, you know, and we get Europa League, that is going to be absolutely horrific, you know. So we've got to sort it out. But it's we're running out of games here, yeah, you know. And Chelsea, Chelsea have actually got a good manager now. And March is going to be really tough. I mean, that's yeah. that's going to define our season. We've got mm. Chelsea and Fulham at home. Then we've got Leipzig either at home or a neutral venue. 
and then we're away at Wolves, who usually give us a, a good game and press us hard. Mm. So March looks really, really tough, to be fair. It is going to be really yeah. tough. Guys, Del wants to come on. Shall we let him on for a minute? Yeah, of yes. course. I'm sure Del will be full of positivity now. Listen, yeah, we're going to win the league. Watch him. Watch him. I'm going to bring him on. Right, Del, you're on. Del? Hello, how are you guys doing tonight? Ugh. Um, okay, just uh, a word of positivity on my behalf is this. We're still going to end up in the top four. Uh, the teams above us are all fucking trash. Uh, every single one of them, barring Man City. Um, so don't be surprised if we don't end up either third or second in the league. Um, that's where I expect us to finish the season. Champions League, uh, I'm telling you this. Um, you know, it's been played in Istanbul. Your last time you won the Champions League was in Istanbul, as in you take away Madrid. Yeah. Um, so Istanbul has a very, um, his special place in Liverpool's heart. You come back, say, he's going he's to lift yeah, your big old. Uh, number seven in Istanbul the whole of Turkey is going to go crazy we're going to go flying into the sunset and Bappi is going to come in yeah next season we're going to win the whole fucking lot yes Del I didn't expect that well done mate (laughs) happy days well thank you Del proper positivity that was I like that I feel like I want to go and Play some football now after that, yeah. That was good. I mean, guys, uh, we're pretty much coming to the end of the pod. I think we all just want to disappear and hide and scream and cry and comfort eat. Um, is there anything from the game that you feel that needs highlighting or need talking about? Because obviously, let's just get it off our chests, if, if anything. I mean, I think the Henderson injury is a huge, huge blow because... Yeah, you might not fancy him as a centre-back or, you know, you're looking at Fabinho, but he could have been really, really crucial in the midfield to kind of change things up and freshen things up. Yeah, it's it's a major bummer. If, he, if he's out for the season as well, that is a real kick in the teeth because, you know, he's got his critics, Henderson, but he, he clearly, it doesn't matter what you think about him, he clearly does a good job for this team overall. He would not be getting picked this often by Klopp if he's not doing something right when he plays in midfield. So I, I was desperate to get him back into midfield. Um, I think he probably would have already been there if it wasn't for Fabinho getting injured again. So the fact that we it looks unlikely that we're going to get him in midfield just to try and help the guys to get the midfield to function properly is, is just another blow in a series of hammer blows we've had to deal with this season. So... Um, for me, it's, it's, it's time for Kater to shine. I think that's the answer. A bit of positivity. It's, it's, it's Kater's time to come in. My, you know, I am, I'd love it now if, if Klopp just goes right bollocks to it. Our centre-backs are our actual centre-backs. And it's Phillips, Kabak and Ben Davis being rotated. And he goes, right, Fabinho's sitting there, bang. And we're having... Keita, Fabinho, um, Keita, Thiago and Wijnaldum are the three out of the um, rotating the, the two options either side of Fabinho 
and we just try and play like that. I think it's the only option now because um, you know playing these guys at the back is just killed our midfield, which has then killed the attack and which has killed the confidence of this amazing front three. So we need to do whatever we can now just to get them supported as much as we possibly can, get them scoring again. And then who knows, maybe we are going to do exactly what Del just said. Yeah, I I have to agree. I mean, you know, something's going to have to give. I think, you know, we just need to shore up the midfield, maybe make us a little bit more strong and solid there. What about you, Dave? Any Anything that you kind of want to share? Any positive spin you want to put on um, closure yeah, from the so, game? Again, as we said before, probably, uh, you know, hopefully now we can play some centre-backs in their positions. So let's give Kabak and uh, Phillips... What about him being the new scapegoat, by the way? He's literally the new scapegoat, by the way. Everyone's uh, saying, what are your honest opinions on Kabak? 20-year-old kid that literally just came to the league. Do you want to yeah. sit down for a second? It, it's a joke, isn't it? So he's going to make the odd mistake, but you can tell there's a footballer there. So let's give him and Phillips, you know, six games or something. Let's get them as a settled partnership and then let them worry about the defence. You know, Robertson and, and Trent seem to be, you know, steady eddies right now. They, they're not particularly dipping in form. So I, I think if we can have that settled back four, and then get that midfield working, you know. And and I think I don't buy into this. Tiago's changed our play at all. Um, but you know, you can't deny that since coming into the team, we we have taken a dip. He's a class class player. But you know, when we were at our best, that that high energy midfield, you know, was the thing that used to grind teams down. And and I think we're we're missing that. Everything just seems a little bit laboured. But if we can get the back four sorted, let's work at that midfield as well and get some... Uh, I, I'd love to see Cater back there. And if... God, I know they've spent a bit of time with him. You know, they're, they're being really careful with him and not bringing him back too soon. I hope that pays off dividends because he'll make a massive difference if he comes back. And obviously looking forward to seeing Jota back as well. At the minute, he's not a... a, a uh, Knight in shining armour, he's not going to come into the side and completely change us, but um, it'll definitely help. So, yeah, I think with the players coming back that we have, you know, let's stick it to Sheffield United and then we'll take it take it after that with Chelsea. So, yeah, not all doom and gloom. All doom and gloom. Um, I just think, you know, with regards to um, uh, Thiago as well, I think you'll just, we'll see the best of him when he, of course, like, you know, what you've just said there, once we get the better midfielders, you know, a bit more sure. He's not playing in, in the position that he's meant to be because I think what exactly, we saw from yeah. Thiago was the, the Chelsea game. That's what he was brought in for, to control, uh, you know, to play the passes, to kind of, you know, uh, pull the strings just behind the attack. And I feel like obviously he's not really been in a position to kind of do that just yet because he's been playing a little bit deeper and sometimes even deeper than that where all the... I think we've all realised he's not very good at tackling or the refs like to give a foul against him, you know, whatever whatever your, you know, whatever your thoughts will be on him. But 
for me, and what I find is we've bought this world-class player and everyone's kind of looking at him for inspiration or you were meant to change the team. And again, you know, you've got a kid with a lot of pressure and then you've got this new guy who's been bought into a new system, into a new team, who's not even playing in his preferred position in a, in a disjointed team to be the inspiration. And he's probably not even settled himself. Yeah. I mean, he is a Rolls Royce, but we don't need a Rolls Royce right now. That's that's what I think. I think we no, do we need... do, we do, we do need a Rolls Royce. Um, I do feel like we need something to unlock some of these teams because literally, I I feel like we are trying to walk the ball into the net. I I you know Shakiri came on uh, today and I thought he had a few you know good moments with you know the likes of Marcelo and stuff you know you need somebody who's going to make those key passing because if some if people are going to figure you out and your attackers are not going to get the space you're going to need somebody who's going to you know play you this gorgeous pass you know who's going to unlock maybe the midfield maybe do something maybe play a ball behind their centre backs do something ask some questions so we're not predictable. But the problem is you can't have a Rolls Royce if you've not got grafters in the back. That's the problem. This is the problem. There's nobody to back him up. That goal against, I mean, I'll go to the Spurs. um, uh, We were all on the Spurs um, podcast, weren't we? That goal that they scored, um, I look at that goal and if we had a Fabinho there, he didn't score it. Hoiberg does not score that goal because mm-hmm. you know Fabinho's swiping at him. And this is the problem. We're, we're looking, we're like a sponge in that midfield and it's not helping our defence. Yeah, I agree. This is why I was saying just just fuck off the, the, the problem we've been, what we've done is to try and fix the, mid, the defensive problem. We've then created a midfield problem. And I, I'm a, I'm not a fan of making two changes in order to fix one. I just think that's yeah. that makes it even worse. And it, it, mm. I know it's it's easy to say now in hindsight because it's gone to pot completely. You've gone vulnerable twice, haven't you? Actually, three times yeah. it affects your attack as well. Yeah, exactly. So you know we've got a defensive problem. We're better off just putting another defender in the defence. But at least our midfield will still be functioning. And when it is functioning, the opposition barely gets a kick anyway, so that the defence has a bit of an easy ride regardless. So for me, I, I know it's easy to say that, and you know th- there's obviously going to be weaknesses when we got these guys at the back. They can play over the top against these easier because they're they're not quick or whatever. But when we've got such a dominant midfield, then other teams are just completely smothered. It gives a chance for Trent and Robbo to really push up which they haven't been able to do at times due to the, the vulnerabilities that we have in midfield and giving the ball away. Um, so, yeah, we, we haven't been able to dominate in the way that we wanted to. So, for me, bollocks to it. Let, let's go for it. And um, let's just sort the midfield out so at least then it's only the defence that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But Did you want to know something? To that, would, <laughs> that, that would shit people up, though. That's the frustrating thing. You mm. played that midfield that you two were both suggesting, Fabinho, Thiago, and maybe a Naby Keita, that yeah. absolutely frightens the producers out of teams. There is pace it, in there. You, you know, it, it frightens people. 
Have you have you noticed like Thiago's pressing is fantastic. The people oh. people don't seem to. I, I, it's not working at the moment. The balance is all wrong with us, hundred percent. But you see, Thiago, he is actually a really good presser of the ball. And Keita, I think statistically, correct me if I'm wrong, is one of our best pressers. I think he is our number one presser mm. when he's yeah. playing most efficient yeah. and most presses. Get those two both in midfield with Fabinho at the base, mopping up and stopping any counter-attacks. That's bloody exciting. It's just, we've been, you know, Thiago got bloody two-footed by Richarlison. So he hasn't, you know, he's had to build his way into this team when he was looking on fire when he first came in. Yeah. And Keita, poor bugger, is just injury-prone. So, you know, I might be hoping for something that's never going to come to fruition due to injury problems. Keita's basically the midfield version of Matip, isn't he? So, um, just praying our luck turns a bit with injuries and we get a chance to at least see that midfield because that's something, if we get that in place, then we have a, you know, a hope of doing something in the Champions League because that, you know, this team is still better than the one that won in 2005. You know, overall, we've got I a much agree. better team. So, and that won the Champions League. So, stranger things have happened. So it's, it's it's not over yet. Um, you know, we, we we just need to try and get the consolation prize of top four now, and then just go as far as we possibly can in the actual Champions League. Yeah, and Jota coming back as well because last season we all saw it. One would always be on hot fire form, or or maybe two of them, and one could take yeah. the foot off the thing. And I feel like all three of them are going through a bit of a lull. Um, you know, it's a bit of a horrible kind of period for them. We've not scored a goal in open place. You know, um, I think the stats going around. Um, it's four games or whatever. I think uh, the Man City penalty was the last time. We're, we're we're scuffing our chances, and I think you know, give Jota time. I think it's important not to think he's going to come back and you know come back, you know, blazing like the way he left. I mean, if he does, that would be great, but just be a bit patient. But once he gets his rhythm back and he starts scoring, it could be the motivation, the inspiration for the other attackers to kind of step up their game. You know, you, you just, at this moment, you're, you're hoping. It's the hope. <laughs> Nina, I've just thought this is going to, this might depress you or make you, you know, mute my microphone, but I've just thought of another film reference now. Go is on. It Star Wars. <laughs> it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. This is going to be a bit more of a niche one, I think, for some people. But if you've seen the film, the eighties comedy, The Money Pit, with Tom Hanks, I don't know whether you've seen that film. Not no, but I might have to watch it. But go on. You, you've got to watch. It is a classic. It was one of my favourites as a kid. I used to watch it a lot as a kid. And um, in in the money pit, the builders come in and they say, yeah, the work will take two weeks. And they're like, right, okay. He comes back two weeks later. How long left for the work? Oh, two weeks, two weeks. Comes back two weeks later. Two weeks, two weeks. Jota is the money pit of footballers at the moment. When he first got injured, they said, ah, oh, it's two to three week injury. I was like, right, okay, we can manage that. Um, you know, fair enough. Few weeks later, oh yeah, he's he's two to three weeks out from coming back. Bloody hell! The update we had the other day, he'd already been two months out, two to three weeks away from being ready. So, yeah, that's my comparison for this week: the money pit of footballers, Jota. Let's okay. hope he actually is back in two to three weeks. I'm going to give you in some any... realism now. The money pit, and you said two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. These builders, they, you know what? They are the epitome of a, 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 an Asian builder right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
so I'm just sat there like laughing. Yeah. And this whole two weeks, two weeks in, 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 in a personal, it's like, it's the equivalent of I'll do it tomorrow. You know, when you're putting off a task, I'll do it tomorrow and tomorrow never turns up. That's yeah. what this whole jot of thing is like. I, I like that. That's good. And so I that, will. That is your film homework. Nina, now, right? You've got to go and dig out the money pit somewhere I watched, online. I watched Lupin, by the way. What did you watch? Lupin. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's really good. Did you dub it or did you go subtitles? I left it on dub. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't bother me. Some people said they didn't like it, but I, I forgot about the dubbing after. Yeah, me too, because to be that normally, normally gets on my nerves. But luckily, yeah. that, it, it wasn't... A, don't get me wrong, the accents were terrible. Like, they didn't match people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, it wasn't like the sound was out of sync. So, people, if you want to no. watch something, watch... Lupin. Lupin. Yeah, I know. I was struggling with the French as well. You said, what's Lupin? I was like, what's Lupin? Lupin? Yeah. It sounds yeah. like Harry Potter. You know, the, Lupin. the wizard. <laughs> Lupin. Sorry, I do apologize. Lupin. A Welsh bloke trying to speak French is just never going to end well, is it? Let's be honest. Listen, if this if this Ali pulled it off, shame on you. Oh God, yeah. So I'm liking this tra- tradition of ending on film references and stuff. So I'll I'll try to keep it up as best I can. Keep it up. I love it. What about you, Dave? I mean, you're a bit of a film buff. Anything you'd like to throw into all this before we close this pod off? I I am hoping this is uh, more like Rogue One. Where you know the Darth Vader's kicking some ass, you know we are on our knees as the Rebel Alliance, um, but around the corner is a new hope. There you go. Oh, I love it. Right, guys, we've come to the end of the podcast. Um, no one wanted to call in, but thank you for. Oh, Dell did actually. Dell came in with his positivity. We really, really super appreciate Del. that. Super yeah, super Dell, super super Dell. My end of season film title is Empire Strikes Back. That's Del there. Uh, I see we're sticking with the Star Wars theme. Okay, Sam, what have you done? Guys, we've come to the end of the pod. Before I let you both go, where can people find you on Twitter and where can they find more of your work? Dave, I'll come to you first. Yep, sure. So it's Raging Base UK at on Twitter. Uh, you can get me on Comics in Motion podcast or the VHS Strikes Back podcast. And at some point, Nina, you'll upload the uh, <laughs> Once We Watched, where we do a, a review of older games when it was, when football was real football. So some of the matches from the 80s and 90s. And um, yeah, at, at some point, that'll be on the Anfield Index. Yeah. You know what? I'm suffering from baby brain at the moment. Can you drop me a personal I'll... message and say, can you stop and do it? Because literally, <laughs> I forget everything in three minutes. And that is a fault of mine. So I do apologize. I'm oh, owning up to my faults on the podcast here, people. <laughs> yeah, you, you just drop me a message and I will get that out. ASAP. No worries. Will do. Will do. Yeah, and, and don't don't worry about anything. You just drop me a message because I will sort this out. Uh, Sam, what about you? Where can people find you on Twitter? And uh, what would you like to plug? Uh, well, no, it's just, just to say if you want to see any of the ramblings of a guy who's clearly lost his mind in lockdown if you've been listening to this pod um then i do ramble similarly on twitter so if you want to have a chat on twitter my twitter handle is at sambo evans give both of these guys a follow they are excellent for my part i did a euro incision podcast it was so nice talking about a win 
<laughs> you know, so um, hopefully we, we carry on in Europe there. I was with Chris Williams, really, really good podcast. Do check that out on the pro side of things. Also, um, guys, we have a competition on AI. Um, uh, we're giving away uh, two Alison Becker shirts. All you have to do is retweet and follow the AI Shop Inc. Twitter um, Twitter handle. Just follow it to enter. It's by um, the competition closes at 6 p.m. tomorrow. So not long. So go and follow the, the Twitter account of AI Shop and be in a chance of winning an Alison Becker home shirt the black one which is rather rather nice so yeah those are my plugs thank you so much for listening guys um i know it's very easy to say but try taking these games in isolation don't let it affect you too much um i know it's not great but you know try seeing the positives in other things um i guess that's all i can say on the matter you know just take care look after each other and stay safe until next time up the reds Podcast Network.